0: The best part about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, 2022, Marvel's latest superhero movie and sequel to one of its all-time best, Black Panther, 2018, is that it captures the right tone of mourning and respect for late actor Chadwick Boseman, who passed away in 2020. It also successfully handles the transition to the future of the Black Panther character. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever opens with the off-screen death of Wakanda's young King T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther, and so at the outset we follow main characters in mourning, most notably T'Challa's sister Shuri, Letitia Wright, his mother Ramonda, Angela Bassett, and close friend Akoye, Danai Gurira. Their feelings regarding T'Challa's untimely death mirror the audience's feelings of mourning for actor Chadwick Boseman, and so these early scenes have great resonance. Wakanda is chastised by the United Nations for not sharing its precious natural resource, vibranium, An element which gives the nation all of its special powers. Ramonda pushes back, saying Wakanda doesn't trust other nations with this power, and also warns nations to think twice about becoming aggressive with Wakanda in light of the Black Panther's death, as she says the country is still strong and quite capable of defending itself. However, the United States launches a plan to seek out Vibranium on its own and locate some under the ocean, but their salvage mission is thwarted by a mysterious force of underwater fighters. The U.S. suspects Wakanda, but soon the Wakandans are invaded by these same underwater people, led by Namor, Tenocherda, who, along with his people, possess superior power and threaten Wakanda with invasion unless they kidnap the young scientist who invented the device which helped the Americans find vibranium, which they also possess. The Wakandans are not used to people being able to get through their defenses, and also do not take kindly to being threatened and so eventually these two powerful races become involved in an all-out war, with the future of Wakanda and perhaps the world at stake. Director Ryan Kugler, who directed the first Black Panther movie, once again presses all the right buttons here. The film's somber tone is perfect, and it was also refreshing in light of the recent inferior Marvel movies which have all tended to strike comedic silly tones, which sadly haven't worked all that well. Movies like Thor, Love and Thunder, 2022, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, 2022. The film plays out like an homage to both actor Chadwick Boseman and to the Black Panther character. It all works beautifully. Kukler co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole, and the story told in this one is a good one. Both these guys co-wrote the screenplay to the first film as well. First off, the story is rock-solid, and the villain Namor is as formidable as the come. Tension runs high many times during this movie which was most welcome after the recent spat of silly Marvel movies in the past couple of years. I also enjoyed the way the film transitioned the Black Panther character into the future. The character who takes over is fitting, and it makes perfect sense for things to play out this way. The main character in Wakanda Forever is T'Challa's younger sister Shuri, who was already a dynamic character even when she was playing just a supporting role in the earlier Black Panther movie. Latita Wright had already made her mark playing the character in Black Panther and in Avengers, Infinity War, 2018, and Avengers, Endgame, 2019. Wakanda Forever simply gives her a bigger canvas on which to paint, and she doesn't disappoint. Shuri is driven by vengeance and bitterness over her brother's death, and she uses these feelings to her advantage, but it's a complicated journey because in her heart she knows she can't be confined by revenge or consumed by grief. There's more to being a leader. It's a great story arc for Shuri, and Latita Wright does a phenomenal job with it. Much of the same cast from the first Black Panther movie return to reprise their roles and they all do admirable jobs. Angela Bassett as Ramonda, Danai Gurira as Okoye, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, who plays a particularly important role in this movie, and Winston Duke as M'Baku all return, and they all make their mark. Martin Freeman returns as well as CIA agent Everett Ross, But it's kind of a throwaway role in this movie, as his character only appears fleetingly. And then there's poor Julia Louis-Dreyfus who's stuck in a terribly written role as Ross No-Nonsense Superior, who also happens to be his ex-wife. It's a pretty sad role, and Louis-Dreyfus deserves better. But it's Tenno Cherta who stands out the most in this sequel as the villain, Namor, who seems as all-powerful as Thanos at times, and like some of the best movie villains, his backstory amid sympathy and so the audience relates to where he is coming from, even as he causes ample death and destruction. Speaking of death and destruction, the battle scenes in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever are expertly handled and some are very suspenseful, especially the fight to the death between Namor and Shuri. I really enjoyed Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's a step above the recent silly Marvel misfires, and also a step in the right direction towards getting the Marvel movies back on track. It's also a successful send-off to the original Black Panther character and a fitting memorial for Chadwick Boseman. I give it 3.5 stars. Wakanda forever. End. Rating system. 4 stars excellent. 3 stars very good. 2 stars fair. 1 star poor. 0 stars awful.